you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right. Now it says we are live. We got the red. We both have red on and we have the red live button on. So we're good to go. So it's afternoon. It's where are you at now, Nick? You out in Maryland? Philadelphia. Is that you're? Yes. It's oh, you're in Philadelphia. Oh, so is everybody is everybody excited about the Eagles trying to to do their thing in the football field? Or do you I'm not, not sure? Sports? I'm not an I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm actually a Packers <laughs> fan. I'm originally from Chicago. <laughs> And I don't even enjoy the Bears. So <laughs> I have family in Wisconsin. I've been a Packer fan mm-hmm. for many, many years. So <laughs> great well, question. It's, it's, it is funny because I see Emilio and, uh, you know, going at it with uh, Jose on that. You know, I used to be an avid football player, but, you know, when they, you know, when they went a little bit south, I, ha- I hadn't been following. But Philadelphia has uh you know, the Eagles have some, you know, the Disney put out a movie with one of the players from Philadelphia, you know, that was a walk-on player from Philadelphia. So it's got a little bit of history in there with the the stuff. But if you're not, if you're not the fan, you're not the fan, right? <laughs> yeah. And how do you like living there? Is it awesome or what? Um, in Philadelphia, yeah, it's awesome. It, it definitely was a change um, from Chicago. I had some family here from my mom's side, which, you know, just a little quick backstory on how I got here. I was in my senior year of high school and my mom had came here for about three weeks um, on vacation, her and my dad, and, you know, they were visiting their parents. My mom had lost her grandmother back in 94. So she's like, you know what? I just want to spend the rest of my dad's days with him. So I said, okay. But she comes home and she's like, hey, pack your bags. We're moving in August. I said, lady, are you crazy? Like our lives are here, our friends, work, school, like no. So it took me about a year to say, you know what, let me just go and see where, you know, Philadelphia takes me. I just want to go walk down the street where no one knows my name. No one knows me and I can just start something new. So Hey, oh, Vanessa. that's good. There's Vanessa saying hi. Here's a Carrie coming on. These must be friends of yours. So I haven't got to meet them yet, yeah, but yeah. hello, everybody. So, well, let's introduce you real quick, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you take over. So uh, today I get to speak with Nikki, and we've got to uh, enjoy each other. We, uh, you know, CLA and, and, and being authors and releasing books at the same time. So, Nikki, I'm going to go ahead and send it over to you, and you go ahead and introduce yourself and and we already know you're in Philadelphia, so let's let's go from there. <laughs> hello, hello. My name is Nikki Quest. I'm a first-time author of the book Building a Leadership Mindset. Again, 
took a leap of courage back in 2000 to change my world from Chicago to Philly. And just with a new set of um, new set of goals, a new set of, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Where is it going to look from here? And I just worked. Um, I went in on a leap, didn't have healthcare background and applied for a job that I didn't know I was going to get, but I was determined to try my darnest to get it. And I did. And I kind of won, you know, the managers over in that interview, they gave me my first big shot and it kind of just ran from there, just kind of building the skills that I have today and just being amongst people that I can pour into through just my love and my gift for um, building morale and just being actively motivating people that just come to me every day and say, hey, you know what? I can't get this. You know, how do I do this? And just finding ways to build that not only in myself, but for everyone around me. So I did that for 15 years. Um, I got my real estate license in 2015 during that time, really didn't, because I was working 60 to 80 hour work weeks, I, I didn't have time to really market myself. I went through one transaction that kind of just blew up in the air. Um, so I, I did figure out that I don't like the paperwork, but then I become a notary in 2020, uh, which, you know, I was just speaking to someone on my podcast saying that 2020 is perfect vision, right? And how ironic or crazy is that, you know, the most uncertain time and the most crazy time in our lives was in the year of 2020, which was definitely an eye opener for many thousands and millions of us out here trying to make, you know, a life for our family, for ourselves, for our children, for generations to come that, you know, we have to be slapped in the face with this pandemic and really open our eyes in order to make the moves. But, you know, we've seen it with 9-11. We've seen it with uh, things before that, that, you know, maybe we weren't here living at the time, but it was definitely an eye opener. So I had to do a self-assessment. I had to do a 15 year look back to see, you know, what am I, what is my purpose? What is my calling? I know I love to motivate people, inspire people and make things happen. What can I do outside of this corporate space, um, which is definitely, you know, putting me in a box, though I was a corporate trainer and, you know, love the people I worked with, love what I did. Um, I just felt like I was not given the opportunity for a management position after being there for so long and just doing the work, but never getting a title. So I went through three management teams, mm -hmm. but I always feel that um, God is, you know, he knew what he was doing when he said, you know, this is not for you. So then I went off, gave myself permission to succeed, resigned in October of 2020. And now I am doing the things I'm doing today just because of that one decision. Right. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that just the way, the way things roll? I, I've talking to uh, Jose saying hi, by the way, hey, Jose's Jose. online with us. Um, yes. I was just talking to uh, my girl the other day about, you know, she's an RT, she's a respiratory therapist in the hospital. And, uh, um, and I was asking, I was, you know, the morale is up and down, you know, and healthcare is a hard thing to be in anyway, especially them, she sees death every day. She sees, you know, and the burnout that comes with it. And <clears throat> she works nights too. So, you know, night shift is a, is a grind 
And, you know, we were just talking about the corporate world. And I said, you know, it's weird about the corporate world when you're in it. Um, the corporation will pay you just enough money not to quit. And you'll do just enough work not to get fired. I said, so I said, I find that <clears throat> in that in that world. And I think it's the same thing as in the hospital. I said, I told the same thing. I said, as much as you love your patients and stuff like that, I think that, you know, there's not this, you know, there's always a thumbnail on you. Right. And that's how it was for me, too. Mm -hmm. Now, I was in that I was in that world before I opened up a school <clears throat> and I always had uh, an entrepreneur spirit for sure. My mom has that. My mom and dad's have several businesses of their own as it was. And I just always had it. But you're right about one thing. It's not till you jump in with both feet. You're going to find out you're, you're going to sink or swim. So uh, and it's all it's all on your shoulders and, and away it goes. So I want to talk about the building the leadership mindset when you did this. Is this something that you worked uh, when you were in corporate or is this something that you came up with when you left because you couldn't get into the management position you talk about and you said, OK, you know what, I'm going to teach other people about leadership since I couldn't do it here. I'm going to teach them here. And Great so question. where did Jack, where did that come up from? Actually, it has always been part of me throughout my life. Um, it, it didn't even start. I just knew I wanted to leave a legacy since I was a very young girl now. However, just again, just a backstory, I had great parents that raised me up to be the person that I am today. But the only conversation we did not have is you can build your own business. You can reach for the stars in the skies. It was just really what they were taught and just go to school, get a job and, you know, work, pay your bills, be responsible. And that was it. it. It never grew beyond that. And I've always had that desire, just, you know, watching movies, just seeing other people, how do they do that? So when I entered into the corporate America world, I just knew that I management was, you know, you just want to let a level up. You just want to be able to lead. So I always had um, also very competitive uh, in a way, a very nice competitive person where I'm not going to give you a chokehold <laughs> or anything like that. I'm definitely going to fail with grace, but definitely always wanted to be on top, be want, you know, wanting to win so that I can share whatever knowledge that I gain. So I was very inquisitive throughout my years, you know, in the position that I was in as a representative, I in the department I was in as a member representative, I was able to learn other people's positions. And in that department, it was easy to post out so that you can, you can do everybody's job basically. So that was my goal to just, you know, soak up everything, get everything in. And then, um, just seeing the possibilities and seeing these positions, but really what being in the healthcare field, get into a management position in the department that I actually transferred to, um, it was all about clinical. So the only way that I was, from what they tell me, the only way that I was going to get a particular title was if I had to go back to nursing school. Now, unfortunately, at that time, I was in my 30s and I'm like, I'm not going back to school. Um, I, I just want to build people up. I was creating, you know, resources and stuff like that. So it definitely happened during all of that. Um, 
I built, I was actually in corporate America when I actually built my podcast, um, well, my YouTube channel called Building a Leadership Mindset. It was right before the pandemic. It was uh, February of 2020. And I literally just have one video on there and it was fixed mindset and growth mindset. And I just never did anything with it. So it was like birth then, but it was waiting for everything else to happen. Um, and we'll get into that um, unless you want me to just go for it now. No, go ahead and go for that. Let's 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 talk about where that where that came from for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I started my first MLM company in February when I built out that YouTube channel. Then um, I purchased the notary course and said, you know what? I'm already a realtor. Um, let me do notary. Maybe I can kind of cross-reference mm. it and kind of build that out. So when I became a notary, my aunt, she's in Vegas. She's my mentor, my coach when it comes to my notary business. And she does the same thing. And her name is Nikki as well. And she tells me, hey, finish that course, get licensed because the interest rates are ridiculous and I'm just so busy. So I'm like, okay, got commissioned. I actually took out a a week off of personal time off request, which is really crazy because I actually want to show you this. Um, I wish I had it set up. Um, I actually kept my time off request forms and um, I think I can, I'm not going to be able to find it, unfortunately, but literally my, <laughs> my, uh, my supervisor at the time used to rip up all my requests. Um, it, it was a fun inside joke. Like literally they did not want me to leave. They didn't want me to work from home. Um, so they used to like ball it up and just throw it on my desk or whatever. Um, but it was crazy because I said, you know what? I'm taking this PTO. I need a week off. I need to see if I can do this full time. Well, when I went September, the last week of September of 2020, I took that time off and I did my first $1,600 in literally 18 hours that week, scheduling out my mm. own time. It was a no brainer that Monday. I still, cause I was working on major projects, a new system change that I had been on for the last two years before that. So I was kind of battling, do I stay and finish out the project or do I leave? So I was going to stay till the end of the year, but literally when I sat in this exact same chair, logged in that morning, I just heard a voice say, it, you're not supposed to be doing this for the rest of your life. Like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. I turned in my resignation letter. I was very kind and gave them a three-week notice <laughs> of my time. I, usually people give them two weeks. I gave them a three-week notice, gave them my end date, the day that I'm, that I'm leaving. I'm no longer going to do this anymore. And I gave myself permission to succeed, which... Um, led me to start networking through my organizations. I met Emilio this year. It feels like forever. I met right. Emilio, we went to um, to Houston together in April of this year. And my first desire was, again, as I was a little girl being a leader, I just wanted to write a book by the age of 40. How crazy is that this year I turned 40 and I'm going to still live out that dream because the book launches right before I turn 41. Isn't that, so, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah, like it, I thought my time was almost hitting that expiration date and it did it. And, you know, he came into my life. He uh, introduced me to 
Jose, we had the speaker competition, which is where I first met you in May of 2020. You were also virtual. We competed as well. Um, and and I had to go first on that one. I told Emilio, I said, what the <laughs> frick, bro? Okay. And I said, going first sucks. Just so you know, I said, because they forget about you by the time the 20th one comes up. And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, I said, I used to compete in competitive, you know, martial arts tournaments. And I said, I would seed myself all year to get the top seed so I could go last. And I said, and then what do you do? You make me go first on a virtual <laughs> thing. But, you know, I had fun with that, too. You know, that was a, uh, you know, any anytime I can talk about my stuff is, is, is a good thing. But, you know, I told him the same thing. I said, I can't, you know, that was a girl fest, too. Ain't nothing but girls win. I'm like, you know, I told him, I said, it's not fair that, you know, you get these girls all start crying and stuff like that. They already get this, uh, you know, it's already stacked against us because then you come up and, and then they start crying and all that. You know what I mean? I'm like, bro, you just set us up for failure. You just, you know, everybody did amazing. <laughs> I just love getting to know everybody's story. And then I was probably the the hype one. Like I was talking about validation, like, stop, <sighs> you know, stop listening to other people do what you're put here to do. Right. I was all, like excited. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that was a fun that was a fun one. And, you know, I'm always in these weird stuff when I got to do these competitions, not like I'm. I'm super prepared or nothing. I'm, I was at a black belt test that day. And Emilio said, this is the time you're coming on. I had to excuse myself, go into an office and get all hyped up and try and uh, get everybody hyped up on that. And then go back and sit at the black belt test. I told him, I said, I do these things. And I, and you know, I'm always in some kind of a weird compromise. Now I am looking forward to being able to be on stage where I can connect with people. Cause I, I do, I do much better. I do much better there than I do. Uh, you know, the virtual thing's hard, man. I don't know what to tell you. I told him, I said, it's hard, bro. I said, and then you invite people that, you know, you guys are all in the room together and you know, everybody's hugging each other in the room and we, you know, you left us. We didn't even get a virtual hug. That's what I told him. I said, that's freaking oh. lame, bro. You didn't even like turn around and like hug the camera, bro. You just right. like, well, he was sorry. in your face. I, right. I had to keep telling him to like, look over there, like talk directly to them. Like he was looking at this big screen and he was like, he was just feeling it. And I just had to keep reminding him, but yeah, he should have gave everyone a virtual hug or some yeah, hugs, see, right? You know what? I'm going to give him some, I'm going to give him some more grief <laughs> the next time we get on an Amicole. He is fun to, he is fun. I got to meet them. They, isn't it weird? I was opening up another martial arts school that's underneath me in, um, uh, in Manassas, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And it just happened to be the same weekend that Jose and him were at something there at a conference of some sort. And we got to meet Niagara up for dinner. Falls, was it? Yeah. Something like that. And, and so I was like, you know, we were able to meet up for dinner at a place that we had no idea where that's the weekend that we're going to be, be seeing each other. So that's where I got to. Now I've known Jose for a minute now. We've, we've known each other in, in the martial arts world for, for a while. And, uh, um, it was, um, you know, it's, I've, I've known him for a while. And so it was fun to, to get to see Emilio in person and stuff like that. So I can, this is what I'm looking forward to so much in January is everybody that I talk to, uh, I, you know, the circle it's, it's weird now. See, it's kind of taken my podcast to a little bit different direction now, having, having people that are just not martial arts, um, 
based. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's opened up my audience to go ahead and, and, and bring in a lot. And there's a lot of power women, you know, <clears throat> I talk about this quite often about the strength of, uh, um, the strength of a, a, a good, strong female in the, in, inside my school. I tell everybody all the time, I said, you know, having a strong female presence inside the school is, is advantageous for uh, women to come and take martial arts. Because, you know, when you come in and you see somebody like me or something, you know, I'm a big old guy and I'm freaking intense as all get out. I can go from zero to death row in a second. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, you get, you know, you get some strong females in here and, you know, they can really drive a school's, uh, you know, female presence for sure. And I've got some killers in here, right? These just sweet little blonde girls. And man, they will wrap you up like a pretzel and whoop your ass. You know what I mean? That's what we uh, do. I mean, it's like, and then they'll cry. Then they'll cry to get their way. Just like in competition. It's messed up. No Um, way. (laughs) I get them. I give them grief all the time. As a matter of fact, I think my daughter's sitting in here. She's probably shaking her head going, my dad is so. Um, uh, and so, but it's it's the same thing now. I've, I've met some really awesome women in this, uh, uh, through the through the AMA and through this author thing. So you talked about, you know, like you're right, you're the first time author. And that's, you know, I've had this thought in my head forever to write a book. And I never thought I could do that. I never thought that I'm not a, I'm not a college. I, you know, I tried the college route. I did some college, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm probably still 25 units away from an AA degree, you know, which is, you know, basically, you know, you suck, but I didn't, I just, college wasn't for me. I didn't like it. I, I'm too much of an entrepreneur and I didn't like, uh, uh, just I, I just it wasn't a setting for me now fortunately for me all my kids did go through school and get some kind of a degree you know and yeah. I didn't do that but I think that you know my route is what served me the best and I think that being an author it was really overwhelming and that's how Emilio came about you know when I went <clears throat> when I first talk to him because i you know i don't know about you did you did you do anything with books before at all before Emilio, or not did you have any idea what to do no i didn't have any idea at all i just knew i wanted to write and then i didn't know what type of book i wanted to write and when he came with this concept of an authority book based on everything like my story was um was a little bit different than i think he was used to Um, you know, it it wasn't traumatic. It wasn't, I mean, it was for me, I had some, you know, ups and down moments, but I just wanted to get my story out there about, and let me just go back to what you were saying about college. Like I went back to college during my tenure in corporate America in healthcare information technology. And I, I am not a sit in a classroom type of girl. I am, give me the information. I'm going to teach myself. Um, so I went through college online the whole, you know, to get my degree. And I did that very well. You have to be disciplined so that, you know, you have to definitely put people in their place and just say, Hey, this is just not the time. A lot of, you know, 
birthdays missed, a lot of, you know, conversations that couldn't be had because I was just determined because I thought they were going to have to drag me out of this company. Like you were not going to tell me that I was not going to be there for 40 years or whatever. Right. Um, but, but then you hit a ceiling and you're like, wait, no, this is not for me. So I definitely believe that some people, if they already know who they are at a very early age and my goal with building a leadership mindset for 2024 is to really reach the youth where they can actually prepare at a very young age between 10 and 18. So by the time they are about to graduate, that they are already a business owner. So mm. that's my goal with this. Um, my son, you know, he bring up the idea to me, which I keep my son very close to everything that I do. I don't know if you knew that he was actually there at the speaker competition. He's been with me to my uh, personal development trainings in Florida in just different places where he sees, you know, and I advocate for um, what he wants to do. If Definitely let your children do what they want to do as long as they have a clear path um, when it comes to their education and have them make that choice. Because, again, some people just aren't built for college. And we have to understand that. Like, it's good. We're raised to really send our kids to do that. But if they have a trade and they have something that is very special, you need to let them live that out. Um I don't really know how our listeners are going to think about that, but that's my well, personal <laughs> preference. Well, I would say that I would I would imagine that you're going to see that this is flopped as 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 things have gone. Where <clears throat> 20 years ago, having the degree, I mean, look at having the degree, even in the corporate world, you still were passed up for management. Absolutely. Right. And Correct. so. I can tell you this as a business owner, I don't look at your, your, um, I am interested in your experience mm -hmm. and your people skills. I'm not interested in a piece of paper at some, um, college that costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars to, and then our kids, kids start their life in debt. Mm. And it's, it's not that I, I think that the more I talk to people, the more that that is now, if there's, if it's a trade school or a nursing school or something to that effect that you want to go through, I think that I think now is a time that you see that this is starting to flop. And then business owners, what you what people fail to do is go talk to the business owners. Yeah. And tell them, ask the business owners is not corporate America. Ask the small business owner how important is the college degree. I care less when somebody comes in and I hire them here about their college degree. I want to know what their people skills are and their work ethic. Those are the two things I want to know. Right. And, 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 and I can teach the rest, but those are the two things that I want to know. And it's hard to find, uh, it's hard to find help anyway. I mean, this, the workers today are, are a little bit, you know, they're just a little bit different. They're, they're not quite as, you know, hardcore as, uh, us Gen X, you know, <laughs> you got, well, you're not, I don't know. You're just about, you're in your forties, right? So you're yeah. still kind of a baby. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say real quick about my book and what you said about um, experience is that my book is actually create success, which is going to be well, which is my program that I have with bomb and one and it's an acronym. So one of the E's is expertise and how important it is to really not downplay your experience, because I believe that when you 
go to work and you get a job and you go to school and you get all the education and all the knowledge and you start filling yourself up with that, you can become a subject matter expert. And if you're great at something, you can be a coach at it. It's not something that you really need a certificate for. Correct. That's we true. have so many gifts and talents that are untapped within us that we just don't know where to start. We have that imposter syndrome. Oh, if I didn't go to school for it, I can't put it out there. I can't make money on it. And that's so not true. And that's really what I want to convey with building a leadership mindset is that you have to really think differently about all the aspects. And it goes through the 13 mindsets that expertise is one of them um, on how we just hold ourselves back because we feel like we don't have enough experience. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up and you know, let me share that. Yeah, that's awesome. So now did you <clears throat> have you wrote the book? Because this is where this is this is one thing that I, I this is my thought process now. So I've gone through this. I've got a lot of lessons that I've learned from being on a martial arts mat and then being in a martial arts business. But I have found something to be true. You know, you know, a martial arts business is unique to being a martial arts business, but most martial artists do not have a business mindset. And so they fail. They fail all the time. And it, it, it drives me crazy. You know, I, that's, I try and help so many of them so they don't close their doors. But it's so easy for a martial arts school to go under because they don't have basic business principles. And just because I call, you know, black belts, uh, you know, business, uh, I, I say it all the time. There's a black belt mindset and there's a black belt business mindset. But the business principles are the same. I don't really care if it's a martial arts school or if it's something else. The business side of things are are different. And I had to go find a coach. I almost closed my door six months into having my school. And if I didn't find this one coach that changed my life, I'm going to finally get to interview him December 5th. Everybody that the reason I am who I am, he's coming on. That's and awesome. uh, we get to, you know, we get to spend an hour together and, and people I, I talk about him all the time that um, and he's he's always said something to me that's that's always been and, I, and i'll pass this on as, as we're having listeners thing you need a coach but on the flip side you need to be coachable oh, you can't wow. uh, you can't know everything and i am a really good student when i have the right instructor and he told me that that was the the biggest thing you know working with me was he would say, this is what you need to implement, and I would just do it. I would just implement it. I wouldn't talk about it. I would say, okay, this is what works for you. This is where I've seen work, so I'm going to implement this here. And then I just made a complete change in my school, and it grew huge in, in a in a 60-day time period. Mm. And so where my doors weren't closed, and, and now I'm 35, 38 years later and still have the same school here. So when you did your book – when you did it, my, do you have it where it's like, uh, could you make a workbook also out of your book? Actually, there... my... go ahead. Finish. Yeah. Question. So I'm wondering, cause that's what I want to go to next is, is something that I can actually teach. And is that how you decided to write your first book or what, what is your, what was your goal on that? Yeah, absolutely. So when I, um, at first I didn't know, like, how was I going to put this on paper? Right. 
Um, but then I started thinking, I definitely want this book to be a guide. I want you to take action while you're going through each mindset. So basically it's a, it's like a workbook within the book. So there's activities after each chapter, just to kind of get you thinking, putting things down on paper and applying it. I just don't want you to read it. You have a break in between each chapter to kind of let everything soak in and it's mixed up with, you know, proven guides and also my experience on each of those topics. And then now you get to lay your foundation. So basically the goal for the book is to ultimately build your blueprint to give yourself permission to succeed and stop making these excuses that we've been making for so long on why we can't do it or why we shouldn't do it or listening to other people that tell us, you know, you're crazy for even thinking that you're capable. Just all those things. I kind of just want everybody to kind of just take that mindset off, take, you know, just shut your ears and just start doing you and just taking action. Um, so yeah, that's really uh, the way I decided to write the book. So you have these little activities are, are afterwards. I, I think that I, I have thought because I'm going to go to my next one. Mine was lessons. You know, I'm a, you know, if anybody knows me, you know, I, I really don't pull any punches. You, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve and, 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 I have no problem letting people know where I've made mistakes. And I have a lot of stories from being a martial arts instructor because I'm so involved in so many lives and how many people have come in and out this door that I couldn't, you know, that's, you know, beyond the mat lessons was just exactly what it, what it was. Cause when, I don't know how you feel, but now you're, you're kind of two to three years in this, but, I've been in this game of mine for a long time. And when you're inside of it, you really don't know the influence that you've had until you step out of the of it. And then you start writing about it. Cause I had a really hard time. And I don't know, I don't know how your book is written, but when I was telling, I tell everybody this, when I was with Abigail and she's doing this stuff with me, I'm like, man, I sound like a, you know, talking about myself sometimes was really difficult. You know what I mean? I'm like, I sound like an arrogant dick. And I said, I don't like it. And so uh, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to come off that way because I really don't talk a lot about my accomplishments outside of the lessons I've learned. And it, believe it or not. Most of my wins. And I've had some major wins, man, in, in competition days, major. But those lessons were not learned. They were all learned on my failures. They were never learned on my yeah. wins. I enjoyed them. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy them. And But it's funny. I've had hundreds of, I've competed hundreds of times. And I remember moving out of my one house years ago, 25 years ago. And I probably left in the basement of that house probably 200 trophies that I never even took with me. I only have a few in my office that meant the most to me, right? There's a couple that mean something to me personally. And I tell everybody, by the time I, I've gotten to where I'm at now, nobody really cares about that. I cared about it a lot back in the time, but nobody really cared about it as much as I, as much as I did because it was something I did for myself, right? And so... Right. You know, I've kept the ones that are a few. You can see if you ever come to my office, I got a few things here that mean a lot to me. But 
I think that your build a leadership mindset was, you know, that's a super black belt type of thing anyway. You can't get a black belt without a leadership mindset. You can't do it. You can't. You're going to have to have some principles in there. You're going to have to have some self-discipline. If you don't have self-discipline, you're going to have to have motivation, but you have to have self-discipline, which overtakes motivation. And then you're going to have to go after, uh, you know, you're going to have to grind. Mm -hmm. And I tell this all the time. I said, grinding sucks, man. Okay. That's why it's called grind (laughs) because that's exactly what it is. And you have to do things that other people are not willing to do in order for you to get to places that others will never and so i think that that's been a something i'm looking forward to the book now now you're in you got your final edits now is that where you're at in your process now you are you and i are a little different you went ahead and wrote the whole thing on your own before before camera i told you i had a hard time with doing that i had a hard time putting pencil to paper and writing but you wrote your whole book and then you had it edited and i had to have Abigail help me out. Now I didn't know anything about um, ghost writing. Now, did you, would you do the same thing now or are you able to write? That's why you're able to do it. Cause I, I had a hard time doing it. Was it easy for you? Does it come to you easier or how did that work? That's a great question. Um, it what if I can do it over again, I may have chosen the ghost writing only because of time. Um, Because I started in this process a little bit later than most. But did I enjoy actually putting my words to paper and my experience to paper? Yes. I do love writing. I've always, um, you know, me and my best friend, we used to write letters to each other all the time. So very, very recent. And um, we still mail them to each other and all that good stuff, Um, even on like postcards and stuff. So I definitely because I'm a creator anyway, when I do my programs with my notary and I put things together, I I just enjoy doing it. I want my vision to be there, but it was tough. It was tough. You know, really, you know, writer's block is real. Um, Definitely. You have to give yourself that space to kind of walk away from it, kind of surrender uh, the time to writing the book and then come back to it when you're in just a better headspace. Cause when you're there for so long, Sometimes you're just, it gets wordy or you're just really not um, doing a point. And and it's crazy and I'm not going to give away, um, but my book has a really, a really special take when it comes to the last chapter. And that's all information I'm going to give you um, on there. So when you guys get the book and you see the last chapter and you're like, oh my goodness, um, what is this? You would never, I've never seen it before. But I'll just leave it at that. And then we'll have this conversation again. But yeah, it was it was um, interesting. It was it was tough because obviously we're all doing life. We're all doing other things. We're building out. We're networking. We're communicating. Um, So it it really takes a lot out of you. But it was a great journey. Um, Again, I started a little bit later. I wish I would have known prior to if I had the full year to do it like uh, most people did. Um, You know, I would have took advantage of that sooner yeah that was yeah it's it's a good it's a good question for me to get back and forth because i have um that's my next thing i want something that's kind of an outline type thing that i can actually use in in speaking Mm. because i think that's where i'm this is 
I've told um, many people, I said, this is why I do some of these speaking competitions. Now, I, I in my black belt test, I have a very unique school and most of the schools that are under me, you know, they run the same gamut. I mean, we when we run black belt testing, it's a huge event. It's not one of these, you're at the studio, you do a couple forms and you get a black belt test. It is a six month process to go testing for it. And then on testing day, it is a major undertaking. There's, you know, there's catered food served. It's a major thing. I have parents that talk to their children before I tie black belts around their waist. They walk down a candlelit path. There's a video from all the times that they've worked for the last six months. And this is how I do this event. Now I've been doing this for a while and it's a, it's quite a thing to put on. It's not just one of these little, you know, martial arts school type things. So, you know, I want to take my experience of those and start doing some more keynote speaking of what I've learned in, you know, because now being at 61, I don't feel like I'm 61, but well, I did this morning because, you know, I got my ass handed to me and uh, working out yesterday. These young guys, man, I, I'm telling you, it's like, uh, you know, I got to have every ounce of my my strength and my expertise in, in dealing with these young guys that are just monsters in, in the morning. Yeah, I leave, you know, hell, man, that's good, you know, bro hugs and all that. And then I get in the car going, oh, my gosh. So it takes <laughs> me hours to recover it. from this, man. And, <laughs> yes, uh, you know, so. yeah, I can't show any weakness, you know, because, you know, they'll they'll jump on the old lion if that shows any weakness. I'm just like, man. <laughs> it's, don't uh, get that opportunity, right? <laughs> right. So I have this, I have this desire to do this speaking and I enjoy getting in front of a big crowd. I enjoy moving an audience. You know, I've moved them with martial arts, but I get to speak to a lot of families. And when I go travel and do these other black belt tests and, and I get to speak to, to people. So this is what I, I want to do. And I think that's where I want, want my next book. And that's why I had these questions for you on this building leadership mindset, because I'm sure inside there's certain things that you have that, you know, you need this, this and this. And you're going to go through that list in your book and. Awesome that you were able to do that with, you know, your own writings. The, the thing with me, I don't know, Nikki, part of the problem is time. You know, my time is super, I'm a busy dude. I didn't realize how busy you are. I always say that, right? You know, am I really busy or am I just not utilizing my day the way it needs to be, right? I ask myself this question all the time. I, you, you, we say we're busy. But then again, I find myself like last night, I sat and watched a Christmas movie uh, for an hour and a half, not doing absolutely nothing. I'm like, you see, I just wasted a whole hour and a half on this movie that's making me, uh, you know, tear up and, you know, with a false life of, you know, you go to the small town and your whole life turns around and you find, you know, happiness. But that's yeah. that's Christmas movies. And so that's uh, that's what I want to see next. Now, you also have now when did you start your podcasting that you're doing? Actually, I started my podcasting the same time I started writing my book. So um, I, like I said, I already had this YouTube channel. Now I'm using this YouTube channel title to write my book. Now I wanted to add a podcast. So I started in July of 2022. This year, yeah, July of 2022. Now yours, now when you did your podcast, you know, when I first originally started mine, I, I did it so my kids could, you know, I, I had lost quite a bit of weight in when I first started mine, right? This is what started it. I, I had a, a health, 
I had a health scare. You know, I had double blood clots in my lungs. I should have died. And uh, I had to do some evaluating and I, I had gotten on a kick and I had lost over a hundred pounds. And, and I also wanted to have something, you know, a, a lot of things went in my mind that time, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this podcast so that my kids have something that they can look back on and listen to their dad or what it is I believed in or how I did things. And so it was a legacy thing. And then it kind of took off because I, you know, audio is the, is podcasting is one of the ones I like the best because I do I listen to podcasts all day long. You know, I've got certain guys that I really enjoy listening to. And so I do this all the time. And so I want to do this podcast. Now, did you do yours? I think you pre-do yours, right? Yours isn't live. You pre-do yours and then you'll edit it out. And then do you have an audio and a video or how is yours working? Also a great question. So when I initially started the podcast, I was just, again, just speaking my thoughts about leadership, about mindset, about, you know, what's in our control, what's out of our control. Um, so a lot of the first episodes are what my goals were uh, for for this podcast and, you know, just giving value to my listeners and things of that nature. And then again, it took off you know, in its own way, I said, you know what, let me start interviewing people, getting them on, kind of just highlighting what they do. You know, every person that I started connecting with through AMA, through the CLA, and it just took off. And, you know, people just wanted to come on and people would start to hear it. And, you know, it, it kind of took a life of its own. So yes, I do. When I decided to do the pre-recording, it was under the intent of taking all the video uh, downloads from Zoom and uploading them to to YouTube so that I, now I can start adding content there. Well, that still has not happened. So I, I just do the <laughs> audio right now uh, because, you know, time, right? Time with editing, getting someone to edit it, someone seeing your vision. But I'm kind of glad I waited because it's actually going to be available all of the, and I guess I'm going to, you know, I'm already here. So, and I've already spoken to our sponsor, which is the Connected Leaders Academy. I spoke to Jose. I said, listen, I'm about to hit 50, uh, 50 interviews. And I want to celebrate that. I kind of want to put that out there. So I did invest in StreamYard. So now we're going to do a live event. Um, it's going to be a five-day event where I'm going to bring 10 of each of my guests that's been on the show and kind of just highlight them, kind of get their testimonies and things of that nature. But after that, 2023, it's going to be live just like this. And we're going to Got stream it. on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube are my three major platforms because I think we, I, I think my message needs to get out more and more of my uh, guests as well. Um, I think they're amazing. You've been on. Your show is about to be uploaded very soon and out there. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's what it started. It started first as a just getting my voice out there, kind of tying in with my book, then having guests. And now we're going live 2023. Yeah, I think, well, you're going to invest in StreamYard, which I think is is something you're going to really enjoy because it automatically will be in your YouTube mm -hmm. when you go yeah, live, that's right? What I said. Yep. So uh, all my stuff is already in there. And then StreamYard, you know, you're able to download just your audio portion or just your video portion. So when mm -hmm. you download your audio portion, 
that is also super easy to upload to a, a certain thing. Now it's not easy if you don't, if you wait and you wait three or four shows, then it sucks. Okay. <laughs> I, I can tell you that for a fact. That's why usually I do mine. Um, you know, I don't get, I don't get too far behind on, on a couple of them. And then I upload them for audio because I, I built these audiences and, and now it's kind of taken on a, on a, you know, it's, it's, it's becoming its own beast. I didn't really realize that, um, how, how, well, first of all, I enjoy it and I, I'm kind Mm -hmm. of a, you know, and I like the, I like the rawness of it. I, I don't like to have mapped out questions. I know a lot of, a lot of even friends of mine, they have, these certain questions, Hey, these are the questions I'm going to ask you. And, and I personally just don't like doing that because then it feels canned to me. And I can't really go off on a tangent when I hear you say something, right. I'll be like, wait, time out. What does that mean? And so that's, that's one of the reasons I like it. Now I will go on and, and speak myself, uh, just go live myself and speak on, on certain things. I did that with the book, but now my platform, you know, I'm going to be my own sponsors now, right? My sponsor is, you know, some people don't know this, but I've worked for in, in when the pandemic happened, I said, I need to have something else besides uh, just my martial arts school and stuff like that. So I invested in having an online coffee business because one thing I did during the pandemic is I drank me some coffee. <laughs> and no, so, uh, right. And everybody has coffee and, and so I invested in getting a Shopify store and going through all the hoops. And I'm just in my very last stages. And so I'll be launching America's Best Coffee. I'll probably have it even there in January. Um, That's awesome. As, as far as, uh, yeah, so you can be able to get online and buy coffee. And I've, I've, I've wanted to do this for a while. And so now I'm going to be able to have my show sponsored by the coffee, right? And or And or my book now at this point. And StreamYard is going to be, I, I think, when you get doing your show, because I did get to go on there, and it was a good interview time. And I enjoy going on other people's shows because, and I like being raw on other people's show because people get, the, when you ask me a question, uh, I'll tell you straight up how I feel. You know what I mean? As far as anything personal in my life, and I've had some, some really uh, struggles in my life. And so I think that your podcast that's why I was asking about if it's, if it's going to be, you know, live streamed and how it's going to be. Cause I think my next thing for 2023, you know, what I'm going to end up doing is I get a lot of DMS on people that want to be on the podcast. And then, but you know, I've kind of picked on the, um, the authors because we're all kind of coming together. But I think for 2023, what I'm going to do is every author that's been on my show, I'm going to buy uh, everybody's book and I'm going to read then we're going to come on again and we're going to, we're going to dissect a book. That's, you know, Jocko Willink does this all the time with books. He does it all the time, man. Of course, his, I can sit and listen to him forever. You know, his podcasts are three and a half hours long usually, but, but he'll break down this book. And I thought, you know, that's going to be some fun stuff. We'll, I'm going to read a book and I said, okay, let's pick this chapter, this chapter, and this chapter, let's dive into it. And then, you know, be able to even then instead of pre-selling now, we're going to be able to sell books. You see what I'm saying? This is where I think in 2023, I'm going to have guests at least once a month with their book and we're going to break down and dissect the book. And so I'm probably going to be going more than just once a week. I'm probably going to go to twice a week in 2023 
so I can have a little bit of both of those those worlds. And so what's your thought on that? I mean, if you had your book, if I had your book and I said, okay, Nikki, let's talk about chapter three, chapter eight, and chapter this. I want to dive into this, this, and this. Where was your mindset on this? And how does it carry over? And how do you do that? What do you think about that idea? I think that, you know, great minds think alike because I actually, um, when I had Raul on with his poetry book, I told him that, you know, we're going to do the same thing uh, mm -hmm. for the new year. We're going to get, you know, do a live stream uh, in 2023 and we're going to have people come in and talk about, you know, his book, which one was his best one. So I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. And because what 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 kind of stories are we going to have once people have read our stuff? Because there's going to what we it's think right. is going to stick out. Right. Maybe totally different than what somebody else has, you know, for Absolutely. sure. It's going to be a great idea to see the interpretation and when people's perspectives are on, you know, what we've put together. Um, and, you know, we're going to have a lot of me too moments. We're going to have a lot of, you know, wow, I didn't think about that. Wow. How can I get started on that? And, you know, we're going to open a lot of eyes with this. And I think, Mark, that's a great idea for um, for you to highlight um, all the authors. That'll be great and amazing, um, not only for yourself, your podcast, but for all of them. And this just shows you the type of community and family ship that we have and what we've been really kind of putting together um, in the past year. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that I'm really looking forward to it. I, I even everybody's, you know, all of us want to say something about it. And, and at the same time, we got to wait till it's released and, and, and do the, you know, have be patient with, yeah. uh, with everything, you know, which is really hard for me to be patient, but uh, I'm really good patience when I got to teach you something, but man, when it's something I want released or, you know, I don't know if you, there's a couple things about me, right? I'm a, I'm a super trained freak and I'm a Christian, uh, I mean, a Christmas fanatic. All right. And, uh, <laughs> I love the holidays and I love the holiday feelings and stuff like that. So, you know, I get super excited when, uh, when we all get to that, that January 6th, man, it's going to be off the chain, man. I can't wait. And, um, you know, I'll be in competition with Jose. And, you know, if Jose's still on, I'm going to well, be in competition. We'll be in competition to be, uh, together. We'll see, but I want to smoke. The thing is, I want to smoke Jose in selling the book. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, That's you're, that, that competition. You know what I mean? Because he's always, uh, you know, Mr. Salesman. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to smoke you in selling the book that day, bro. You know, I'm still trying. I got to see how he is on his pre-sales because, you know, I, I want to beat him in that too. But, um, <laughs> It's and Jose and I go back and forth, man. It's fun. It's fun. I and then we, we get so so now your um last thing on on you still now doing you have your notary. That's is that your business business? Is that what you're still doing? Is are you doing mobile notary? Is that what you're doing? So or do you have I an office. So I no, I don't have an office. I do mobile notary. I have been doing it for two years, but Interesting enough, the last year, um, I kind of took a backseat on that. I do some here and there, um, but I act, I'm actually teaching coaching. Um, I'm coaching new and inspiring notaries, how to get their notary license uh, and the real A to Zs of what the experience is and the things that they don't teach us on our three-hour course or on our certification for loan signing agents, which obviously you make a little bit more, but I think for 2023, I'm actually flipping that switch too, because I think now 
notaries that have been in the industry for so long and want to kind of get more time to themselves, I'm going to help them build out a notary coaching program, show them how to do it as well. So I think I'm going to, I'm doing both. Mm. So you have this niche that you're going to go ahead and, uh, and so you're kind of, you know, I call myself one of these guys that train the trainers, right? You, you, you like training the trainers, right? You like, uh, uh, training the guys that have people underneath them to train them to do stuff. That, that's quite, that's quite unique that you've come up with a coaching program on something. Cause I'm sure you were probably jumping through hoops, right. And you can alleviate a lot of headache, uh, for people say, listen, yeah. I've already done this. Exactly. Don't do this. So what do you got a three hour course? And then you've got a lifetime of experience, right. On what yeah. not to do. Right. Because they're really not going to teach you the business. So you're going to have to go get after it yourself. I would imagine. Yeah. So, well, no, the, the business is within it. So it is an eight session course. Um, you can do it accelerated, do twice a week um, and do it for a month or we can do it out for two months, depending on everyone's schedule. So I do one on one and I do group coaching. I've already graduated 13 people from my program. Two of them are actually um, already commissioned. Some were already notaries as well. And they had other stuff uh, that they were done. So it's pretty interesting. It's been kind of all over, but I love it. What I do love about it is that even as a coach, we're learning as well. So though I know so much, it's hard to condense it into a program. So as I go along and people ask me questions, I'm like, wow, yes, this is the answer. I didn't think of that. Let me now put it in the program. So everyone from session mm -hmm. one from my very first class, everyone gets the updates of everything. So if I create something today that I really didn't think about or something new came out, I'm putting that in the program. Um, so it's, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, that's, that's good. Unique. Yeah, yeah definitely unique. Uh, Nikki, you got, you got good, you know, good leadership skills, good, good, um, instincts as far as on, on how to use something to, to, to better other people. But you know what, that's what leaders do, man. They, you know, we fit, you figure out the problem. Okay. How do I help a masses of people not to have the same thing? Uh, I, you know, I get that and I enjoy doing that and I enjoy those that listen to the coaching and then you see them successful and you get to have part in that success, which, you know, comes back on you. Hey, if you guys want to go through this, here's the coaching program I did. If you guys, you know, yeah, I, I would spend some time doing that. And now you're going to teach other people how to be these coaches and it's just going to spider out like, like things do. So you got to, you know, yeah, unique for sure. You know, good, good book for yourself that you got building leadership mindset, because that's probably what's helped you all the, all the stuff that you have in there, taking it to this level and, and beginning to coach and, and stuff like that. It's awesome, man. So it's good, Nikki, good, good, strong females out there making it happen. Uh, just keep, keep, uh, up that kind of good work and, you know, we'll, we'll get out there. Now we're going to get after it now, after, after January 6th, we're going to, we're going to schedule, I'm going to start scheduling that out as soon as our books release because yes. I'm going to buy everybody's book and, um, you know, I, you know, coach, you know, Marvin's been on, I mean, we've, ha I've had them all on here, right. Uh, that I, been I've, amazing. I've had so many people on here from that, that on a call now who hasn't done it. If he's listening yet, <laughs> Daniela came on by herself, but Emilio hasn't come on just him and I yet. I'm looking oh. forward to that call. I, I told them, you know, right. and I told them it, it's very unique. If you guys want to see something awesome is going to be the next one is 
I, when I, I first started interviews, Jose was one of my very first one. And that was before CLA. Okay. Wow. And so I told him, I said, we have to do another interview because his personality is even different than what it was. You know what I mean? I told him, I said, I said, you need to go look at that. And I said, we need to do an upgraded one and uh, you know, a 2.0 because he's such a different, he's such a different dude now. You know what I mean? And so I think that that, if you guys haven't done it, if you want to go listen to Jose and then listen to his next one, cause I think I'm going to have him on again. Um, because just be, just, you know, to talk about events and stuff that a little bit, cause it sounds like you're going to do another event soon. Correct. You, you're talking about having, you know, the authors on, you know, that's going to be kind of an event that you're planning on. Is that correct? Is that, oh yes. Yes. So he will be on with me. First of all, we're going to have him on to uh, talk about the global summit, which is next year in October, which I'm super excited about being a part of that. Um, and then we're going to do our 50th um, interview. Once interview. we complete Good. our 50th interview, we are going to highlight all of, and they're not all authors, um, but they're just a mix of amazing people that just has touched my life uh, since May, which is pretty crazy that it's only yeah. been that short amount of time um, and have are truly doing amazing things um, in this world and for people and just being servant leaders. And that's what I promote. That's what I'm all about. Uh, just authentic community and just making it happen um, without all the fluff. Yeah, that's good. Well, already the hour has come up. And so, I mean, it's been fun, uh, you know, talking with you for, for a good hour. Looking forward to, uh, you know, we're only a few weeks away from that January uh, six time. So right it's going to be here before we uh, before we know it. Looking forward to it. Make sure now, listen, if anybody's listening, Nikki does have her uh, book in pre-order. I will have everything out. Nikki, on your, you have it all in your bio. I've read through your bio. Also, that will be on my website at markcox.com is where I have all of my and they just now that 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 platform that I have my website on just allowed all videos to come on too now. So the videos you can find either on my YouTube channel or through that website now. So you go to videos, you can find your video so you can tag yourself in your video. The audio portion of this will be uploaded probably by end of day or tomorrow i will send you links on once it's audio portioned of it then you can send everybody out to listen you know while people are driving and uh you'll have it on on video now it'll be out there now or or in my youtube channel so you know we'll be able to use this and utilize this get out there and and, and buy your book uh, building leadership mindset the only other thing we didn't get to talk about is what the speaker competitions look like, but we can hit that on the next go around uh, when we talk just, about your book. Yeah, there it is. Look at that trophy. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? I told him, I said, you know, it's the cry me a river trophy. That's what I, that's what I told Emilio. We need to get you one okay. of those. I said, I said, I don't want a consolation uh, ribbon. Uh, you know, we're going to let them all have that. I said, but I'm coming for them all. When we're live for the bat, okay. right? The bat. 
awesome. Can't wait. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. All You're right. amazing. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Uh, super awesome. Can't wait to read. And I've heard some of the stories that you talked about when you were in the process of writing your book. Mm. Just can't wait to, you know, yeah. purchase it as well. And just, oh, we're going to do amazing things. And I'll finally get you meet, to meet you face to face in January. So that's going to be awesome. Thank you. That's right. Okay, man. Well, have an awesome day, Nikki. Thanks for joining me for the hour. I'll have this all uploaded soon. Love you guys. Thank I'll you. see ya. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.